1: morning after live right here on this friday on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 that is the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the sports grid network as well i am ben stevens what a fun friday it has been kevin walsh was live in studio for most of that opening hour we might have a special guest joining us on a special day in just a few minutes as well as we go all around the sports landscape here in hour number two we'll check in on major league baseball with craig mish we'll continue to set that weekend stage for the nba as well two games left for most teams around the league three final days remaining in this regular season postseason positioning front and center this weekend in the nba regular season finale but we start with the nfl draft less than three weeks away From that opening round on a Thursday night, April 27th in Kansas City, Missouri. Exactly three weeks from today, it would be day number two, rounds two and three. But we focus on round number one. Not even just round number one, the number one overall selection. There has been a ton of movement this week to the odds of who is going to go number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. And perhaps because of this report from ESPN's Chris Mortensen, just a few days ago where it seemed like all the steam in charlotte for the carolina panthers in their first year under new head coach frank reich was for ohio state's quarterback in cj stroud it might be trending back to the 2021 heisman winner out of alabama bryce young because earlier this week on wednesday cj stroud was a heavy odds on favorite minus 300 to be that first overall selection following the report on espn from chris mortensen They go both to a minus 110 number, both Stroud and Young, minus 110. And then live on this Friday morning, C.J. Stroud, still an odds-on favorite, minus 140. But that price has been cut by half from where it was about 48 hours ago. What's been so fascinating, following these odds, to be that number one overall selection... C.J. Stroud worked out in Indianapolis at the end of February at the NFL Scouting Combine. Bryce Young did not. He got measured 5'10 and a half. There was some conversation around his stature to be an NFL starting quarterback in that number one overall selection. But regardless, Bryce Young left that weekend in Indianapolis still a minus 175 odds on favorite to be the number one overall pick. Chicago held the pick at that time. The Bears then traded to the Carolina Panthers, that number one overall selection, and almost immediately, Ohio State C.J. Stroud became the odds-on favorite to be that first overall pick. We are officially in smokescreen season, less than three weeks remain until that Thursday night, April 27th, the opening round of this 2023 NFL Draft. We're going to see a ton of quarterbacks go early and often in that opening round on a Thursday night this year as compared to last year when Kenny Pickett being drafted number 20 overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers was the only quarterback taken in that first round that was a historically low number. This year there's four potentially five quarterbacks that could be in that first round conversation Bryce Young CJ Stroud and then two quarterbacks out of the SEC Kentucky's Will Levis in Florida's Anthony Richardson. As you look at Will Levis, he held a private workout with the Indianapolis Colts yesterday morning. As it happened in Lexington, the Colts sent a ton of their brass to be there. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience, our number two of a Friday Live right here on the morning after. Sirius XM, channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens, focusing On the NFL draft, less than three weeks remain from that opening night in Kansas City, April 27th, a Thursday night for that first round. We're talking about quarterbacks. Will Levis in Lexington yesterday at Kentucky's campus. They held a private workout with the Indianapolis Colts. Currently, the Colts draft number four overall in that opening round. And when you look at the teams that are favored to select Will Levis, Indianapolis is that favored side at two to one. The Raiders picked number seven overall in that top ten as well. But, of course, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, the veteran, earlier this offseason. What is very interesting about seeing the teams that are favored to select Will Levis, it's a two-to-one number for Indianapolis. It's also a two-to-one number for the Colts to draft Anthony Richardson, AR, of course, out of Florida. Now, Anthony Richardson had his pro day late last week. He is a workout stud. What he can do athletically is off the charts. In fact, record setting. As we saw him run a 4 4 40 at the NFL Combine, he had the highest ever vertical leap of a quarterback as well. Anthony Richardson, the Colts favored to select him as well, but Anthony Richardson is minus 150 to go number three overall, an odds-on favorite to do that. But it's Arizona, currently, that drafts number three overall, and you don't think they need a quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, at least reserve quarterbacks, a new Green Bay Packer quarterback has joined the New York Jets, but it's not Aaron Rodgers. Tim Boyle, a backup behind Aaron Rodgers for two seasons in Green Bay, 2019 and 2020, has been signed by the Jets. Aaron getting all of his friends a contract in the Big Apple, yet has yet to be traded from Green Bay, to new york we'll see when that happens the odds have not changed really in the last few weeks and aaron Rodgers' address at least to our knowledge has not changed in the last few weeks as well we'll come back on the morning app up next live right here on sports Live in our Midtown Manhattan studios right here on SportsGrid continues on this Friday on the morning after because I'm Ben Stevens but I am no special guest he is Alex Fasano our executive producer here on the spizz grids in the mornings and it's a celebration on this Friday Alex Fasano because one of the longest tenured SportsGrid employees is here in his final few days at the Spizz Grizz Network, his last on-air appearance for Benny <laughs> and the Bets during Masters Week. So, Faz, thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your hard work dating back to September 2018 that
2: is one loyal man right there. <laughs> yes Ben figure we have a little fun here on this feel-good Friday I'm in studio normally I'm downstairs in the pit of misery just kidding it's a fun control and we love everybody down there I got to give a shout out to everybody who I've worked on There's too many people to go through the list but uh, I guess I'll just start with the early line the morning after and the FST crew shout out to everybody in the morning slate it's been great but uh you know we still got a Friday here Ben we still yeah. got a show to do so let's have some fun uh, we have Benny in the bets right. uh, a story a tradition I hope it's still a tradition as well when i'm done here
1: where would you rank benny and the bats <laughs> among your career accomplishments here at sports uh, might
2: have to be up up there one of the top you know you, you've
1: been out there since the initial days mm-hmm. in early september 2021 grinding on the streets of new york city <laughs> meeting some interesting folk to say the least <laughs> in times where you have seen the evolution of benny and the bats the entire time though. oh yes
2: it's it's been uh it's been quite the evolution but first i'll say two things shout out to dino our first cra- crazy character we saw on the official unaired episode of Benny and the bets, the sure. original lost episode and uh Bocci, work on that throw. Okay. Stop, yeah. stop throwing the footballs the to the people hit. on the streets. Don't be hitting any curbs. We don't need any injuries. We, we got off. I got off Benny and the bets without an injury, without an altercation. So I just hope the tradition continues and, and, and the, and the segment is, is well, well done.
1: We've got some people give us some angry looks <laughs> in New York, some City. elbows. We've seen some people try to hit a little chicken wing, but nothing <laughs> that has been physical, but faz you were a part of our first, Green jacket celebration on Broadway to celebrate Masters week and our second this week as well. Uh,
2: yes, it's been a fun uh, a fun tradition as well, part of Benny and the Bets keeping the Masters green jacket available for the public. So, enough about us. Let's yeah. let's just get to the fun. For one last time, everybody take a deep breath. Sit back, relax and enjoy this week's episode of Benny and the Bets.
1: Hope springs a turn as a new Major League Baseball season begins this week. Today, we hit the streets of New York to see how excited people are for the start of a new Major League Baseball season. You excited for a new Major League Baseball season? Of
0: course, Yankees, let's go. All the way,
2: World
1: Series? All the way. Uh, no.
2: Obviously. Who do you think is gonna win? The Yankees.
1: No. At all? No, not at all. No. Go Cards. Go Cards? Go fry. Yeah, let's go Mets. This is go the West. year. I hope so sure so a small technical gap on alex fasano's last day that was oh, last week's wow. benny and the bets to start a new major league baseball
2: season everybody, everybody just take, it, take another deep breath another everybody deep relax breath.
1: to feel good friday we'll get back to it in a second oh ben you I, know i believe as the people behind the scenes have the correct benny yes, and the Bats yes
3: video which yes. again
1: is celebrating masters yes meet.
2: absolutely round
1: number two underway at augusta oh. national are Master's celebration was underway earlier this week on Broadway.
2: Yes, I believe it's in the videos folder, guys. You can pull it up. We'll wait wait a little bit till we have it. I think we have it now. We have the Master's video, guys. No more baseball. Keep taking that deep breath. Enjoy this week's Benny and the Bats. It is
1: Master's. First major championship of the golf season, but today we bring Augusta National to Broadway here in New York City for the chance to putt and win the Green Jacket. We're going to give you a putt here to win our Green Jacket. It's like we're at Augusta National, but we're on the streets of Broadway in New York City. It is going to be a little bit harder than it looks. Are you nervous for your putt here on Broadway? No. Not nervous. (laughs) No. The putt. Oh, that's looking. Just missed to the right. A great effort, though. Thank you. Who do you think is going to win the Masters this weekend?
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. You. <laughs> Tiger Woods.
1: Tiger Woods it is. Tiger Woods. Yay, Tiger Woods. Oh, he's... Oh! oh. <laughs> That's a great. Look at roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, sad.
0: <laughs> Very sad, but it was still better than Edmund.
1: There it is. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, f- Good rolls. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, better, better, better than those other guys. Yeah,
1: you're, yeah. you're not. You're not
0: yeah.
1: To win the green jacket here on Broad, Just a little too strong. Alex Vasana to win the green jacket. The putt. Oh! You might stay out here all night. There it is. Oh. First time. Well, that's a good-looking roll. Oh, I did it. They say pressure makes diamonds. How'd you convert right there? Uh, it was, it was tough, but I made it happen. The green jacket. There it is. It's tracking, and it's in. It's the best celebration! To win a green jacket, and now the jacket presentation. How does it feel to put on the green jacket?
4: It feels absolutely amazing.
1: Do you think that's a green jacket? Um, it's definitely not green. But in our hearts. It's green. You stepped up with the biggest pressure. for
0: my family, I love you, I love you guys.
1: And the putt, for the green jacket. There it is. That is heartbreak. The putt. There it is. Oh my. Are you you mad? Yes. I feel proud of myself for trying. I'm going to Disney World. Thank you world for watching. There it is. Just barely moved. It's okay. The putt. There it is. Ah, nailed it. How nervous are you? I'm not nervous. Not nervous at all? No. You were built for this moment? Yeah. Takes your time over Oh! Technically, I think that counts, because it knocked the cup
3: out. Yeah, of course, it counts.
1: It was a good try. It's the inclination for the ground. Yes. Your first time ever in New York City, I got it. and you win the green jacket. How does that make you feel? Amazing. I'm going to be a star in here. That was pretty good. Keep your eye on the ball. That's not a bet. I think that counts because you stood the cup up. I win. How does it feel to win the green jacket? Amazing. Yeah.
2: Just the greatest moment of your life. Yeah. Hey.
1: It's my uh, great moment. Thank you. Me too.
2: <laughs> oh. What a, what a great way to send it off, Ben. Love being out there for the Masters. Green jacket that some people were able to win.
1: That is a green jacket. There's a placard yes. on the back of it yes. that says green. <laughs> of course, in our hearts, it is green, despite maybe having a hue of navy. How were you, when you watched that through the first
2: time, Seeing the compilation uh, of sorts of all of your missed putts. Shout out to Ryan and Kyle, part of the Benny and the Betts crew. You guys didn't have to put, uh, like, what was that, 30 seconds all of them, me missing yeah. putts? I made it last year. You didn't put that in the episode. But nevertheless, it was still fun to be out there. Had to get a last Benny out there yeah. for, for the Masters. But hey, Brooks Kepka looking good. My 41-1 to 1 ticket on Brooks Ooh, as he's leading the right now. He's through seven. He's one under. Okay, Ben, let's get into it. Some producer picks. My last producer pick for you out here. I'll start us off. Hey, we're going to the Mets get- Oh, oh, no, we're not going to the Mets game. Thanks, botch. botch. We're not going to the Mets game, but we're still going to get action on the Mets at the Nerfie. No run first inning for the Mets and Marlins at minus 122. I mean, look, I just thought I was going to be there. I was going to have something to bet for. But, hey, Nerfies are always fun to bet,
1: right, Ben? You know your result very early on. That Mets game rained out yesterday, the home opener at City Field supposed to be a better Friday. Tyler McGill, minus
2: 164 on the bump, starting for the match. There we go. I'll be there tomorrow where I will also take the Nerfie. I don't Mm. know what the price is yet because it's not listed. All right, moving on. Bocce, who failed to get us the tickets, but we appreciate the effort. He's going with the Yankees. His team, Glaber Torres, hitting a home run at 6-1, plus 600. I already took it. That would be the squad ride, I guess, uh, for a little Friday beers we're going to take. So maybe Glaber Torres gets one over Camden Yards. And, of course, Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer. Zach Wheeler, over 6 and a half strikeouts. That's a K prop oh, for you, you ladies so and gentlemen. Minus 150, a little bit of juice, but Zach Wheeler's a beast. I'm riding with you, Jesse. It's been a pleasure for everyone out there. Lou Mayon, Greg Sussman, Mike Cardano, thank you all for the opportunity. Just remember to be kind, keep your head up, and keep pushing.
1: Great stuff. Great stuff. We'll take it to break with that. Alex Fasano, a sports grid legend. More of the morning after up next. Welcome back to the Morning After, live right here on this Friday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Nine, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Time to dive through the Daily Diamond Dash with Craig Mish, live right here on the Morning After. Of course, Craig, the host of Newswire, our MLB Insider, all across the Sports Grid Network. Craig, as we enter the second weekend of this Major League Baseball season. There is a ton to get to. So as always, thank you for joining us here on TMA.
4: Of course, Ben, great to be with you. And yeah, I mean, we're going to get opening day for a lot of different teams this week and this weekend. And so curious to see how it looks like at different parks this weekend. Thanks for having me.
1: Some teams making their home openers today, including the New York Mets against the Miami Marlins all around Major League Baseball. But we go back to yesterday before we set the stage for this weekend a marquee matchup in atlanta between the braves and the padres blake snell on one side for san diego spencer strider on the other for atlanta neither pitcher craig sensational yesterday but a really good baseball game the padres up six to four entering the eighth inning atlanta storms back for a seven six victory craig two teams that we expect to contend for the national league pennant all season long what was your main takeaway from their early season matchup yesterday?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the Braves and right now, Ben, they're playing, at least in the National League, it looks like the best baseball of, of any team in the big leagues. And, you know, I think your point is well taken with Spencer Strider. But if you look over on FanDuel right now, uh, I mean, it's him and Sandy Alcantara for the Cy Young in this first week of the season. Again, so much is going to change yeah. between now and Memorial Day and the end of the season. But it just sort of goes to show you, at least for me, that the Braves are just like this cohesive team. I know it's cliche, but they have played together now with each other for a few years. These players that they call yep. up to the big leagues end up doing so well. Arcea had the big game yesterday. Matt Olson also with a big game for them as well. And yeah, I, I still like the Padres. in the. I'm sorry, I still like the Dodgers in the West. I think the Padres are very good, don't get me wrong. But to me, the class of the East, still Atlanta, and I still think it'll end that way at the end of the season.
1: Right now, the Braves have won six of their first seven games. They are a slight, very slight favorite by themselves, Craig, to win the pennant in the National League, plus 320, 10 cents ahead of the Dodgers at plus 330. The Padres there with the third best number at 5-1. to one. Craig, as you mentioned, a lot is going to change over the span of 162 games about a buck 55 remaining for most teams around the bigs but as you look at the national league right now craig do you think there's a tier system of sorts within the national league where maybe the braves and the dodgers are a peg above the rest or how do you evaluate the nl at this moment
4: yeah i mean i i think all the teams that we view right now up until maybe on that board with the Phillies, I think that's sort of the cutoff for me. And I, and I think that, look, any, there's going to be a surprise team or two along the way, Ben, for sure. But I, I think at least in the early part of the season, what we've seen is that Milwaukee, the Brewers, very formidable at home because of that ballpark that they play in. They've gotten off to a tremendous start offensively. And one of the players that I saw play several years at home in Miami was Brian Anderson, who is arguably off to the best start of any player in Major League Baseball, playing third base for them, and he also plays right field. So, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say with Milwaukee because they get these players, as we've seen in the past, and they immediately start hitting. And you wonder, is it the park? Is it the player? This happened with Christian Yelich a few years ago. It happened with Willie Domus a couple of years ago. It's happened with Brian Anderson right now. And if they get three of those pitchers, two of those pitchers going well the entire season, that's, you know, sort of one team, I guess, that you could say that's on the board that I would maybe throw in that elite tier. But the way that I see it still early on to make that sort of determination, five or six teams, again, could win it in the end. And I fully expect Philadelphia at some point to get it going.
1: Craig, like you mentioned, the Dodgers have dominated the National League West, 10 of the last 11 divisional titles. They have started their season with three straight series against divisional foes, including the home opener yesterday in Arizona for the Diamondbacks, who went to L.A. to start off this Major League Baseball season and split a four-game set. But at home yesterday inside Chase Field, it was L.A., Coming out on top, the Dodgers 5-2 to start this year in their first seven games. Dustin May, the fiery red-headed right-handed pitcher for the Dodgers, looking really good yesterday as well, Craig, as the Dodgers win 5-2. They were a minus 162 money line favorite. Craig, how do you evaluate Los Angeles to start off this Major League Baseball season?
4: As expected, even with injuries to Miguel Vargas and Miguel Rojas and and sort of a depleted Middle infield with Gavin Lux being out, too. They look like exactly the same team they were a year ago, Ben. So this shouldn't shock anyone at all. And the reason why is they're just incredible at scouting and development. And we saw Dustin May pitch very well. And obviously, Freddie Freeman play well, too. But you know, for the last couple of weeks, Ben, I've been pounding the drum. And the odds are now changing significantly on FanDuel. There's not going to be a lot of time left for this. But this kid, Josh Altman, <laughs> has got a great shot to win Rookie of the Year couple of more hits yesterday. Eventually he's going to get a better spot in that Dodgers lineup. This guy crushed the minors, he crushed the spring. I think it's a carryover and at the end of the season I think we're going to be not even talking you know, look at Cody Bellinger leaving, you're not even going to be worried about him because this guy Altman is good. Dodgers are just incredible with drafting and finding these guys that can get to the next level. As far as Arizona goes, yeah, a little bit of a disappointing start. Uh, tough teams they've played against also, let's keep in mind, and I mentioned this a couple yeah. of days ago on the show, Ben, is that for some reason the Diamondbacks are refusing to walk, like, at all. That's got to change. They have to get on base a little bit more so some of those players can drive in runs.
1: Craig, like you mentioned, James Altman right now 15-1 to to win the National League Rookie of the Year, tied for the fourth-best price currently. Craig, like we mentioned, the Dodgers have been a staple atop the National League West and in the pennant chase for the last decade-plus in Major League Baseball. Ten of the last 11 divisional crowns within the National League West. They're an odds-on favorite to make that 11 of 12 this year. They have come up short in the World Series two of their three times there. What do you think the outlook is, Craig, this year in 2023 for L.A.?
4: Yeah, I mean, I still think L.A. should be probably, I would say, the favorite not only to win the division but to win the National League. But when we get to the World Series... As we saw last year, literally anything can happen. Um, yeah. But again, you're, you're just, it, the Dodgers are one of those teams sort of like the Yankees in the American League where you just don't get a ton of value. So the buy point is not now, anytime on any of these betting markets. What you want to do is obviously wait till LA has some mini catastrophe. You know, somebody gets hurt or they lose three, four in a row. But with the way they're playing right now, and I would expect them probably to farewell tonight with Clayton Kershaw on the mound, Uh, You know, it's probably time to just wait that out and a pass from me at this point.
1: Right now, to win the national league pennant, it's the Braves as the slight favorites, plus 320, only 10 cents behind those Dodgers at plus 330. But there is only one unbeaten team left, Craig Mish, in all of Major League Baseball the Tampa Bay Rays, off to a perfect 6 0 start. All six victories, Craig, by four or more. Run. so a lot, obviously, impressive about an unbeaten start. Craig, what has stood out to you the most?
4: Well, I mean, they played Washington three times, Ben, and I don't want to discount that. Uh, but look, it, it is a factor when you're playing subpar teams at the beginning of the season, especially there. And as you can see, obviously, it's going to still remain the same for them as the, uh, as the Tampa Bay Rays just at this point sort of getting the lucky end of the stick taking on oakland it wouldn't surprise me to go see them go 7-0 8-0 9-0 something along those lines at the beginning of the year someone always finds a way to poke holes at this team ben but it just never happens and maybe we should have taken a cue before the season on jeffrey springs when they signed him to a contract extension i know his odds right now are still favorable to win the cy young I i thought he looked better than any pitcher that i've seen this season in his first start i think he struck out 12 and so we'll see what happens this week against Oakland. But, look, the Rays are going to keep rolling. And and they have it. There's a team in the division right now that may – it's early, Ben, but the, the Red Sox have some pressure. I mean, you cannot get swept at home by the Pirates and, and keep losing this weekend. So I'm that's the one team I'm very curious to see which direction they go because if things don't get better, what do they do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It will be very interesting even in just this second weekend of the Major League Baseball season. The last team in the American League to start off a season, a perfect 7-0, and back to 2016, and yes, the Baltimore Orioles. So, Craig, you mentioned Clayton Kershaw on the road in the desert tonight against the D-backs. He's a pitcher you're focusing on from that DFS perspective. What about on the other, the offensive side, at the plate tonight as well?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I just think, again, you know, I don't know that the early part of the season is a huge indication for Washington and Oakland, but at least from what we've seen, I'm just not feeling great that they're going into the season kind of believing, you know, drinking their own Kool-Aid, thinking, hey, maybe we can get 70, 80 wins. They've just looked horrible at the beginning of the year. Lefty-righty matchup tonight at Coors, and and listen, this is not this is one of those nights where it's like you look at the lineup, you look at a Coors stack, and you look at Kershaw, and you're just like, ah, like how can I even go? another way and try to find a contrarian play. So Chris Bryant is going to be one of the players that I would have in my lineup tonight for the Colorado Rockies. He's priced under 4,000. And I think that this will be a heavy stack against Mackenzie Gore of the Washington nationals tonight. Unfortunately, the nationals, Ben, they're in that rebuild mode, you know, it's going to take some time.
1: Yep. The rocks right now, a minus minus one twenty money line favorite at home tonight, hosting those nationals, Chris Bryant to hit a home run at Coors plus 340 and craig also highlighted clayton kershaw the dodgers a minus 225 favorite on the road tonight in phoenix against arizona a matchup of two veteran lefties craig that know each other very well clayton kershaw for la madison bumgardner getting the start for the d-backs newswire starts in just about 25 minutes time live right here on sports grid as well craig have a wonderful weekend thank you for joining us all week long
4: all right ben all the best see you next week
1: the start of the Major League Baseball season. We come to the close of the regular season in the NBA. We set the weekend stage in what is at stake and on the line up next here on a Friday on the morning after on Sports Live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All across the Spiz Grizz network, I am Ben Stevens. Three days remain in this NBA regular season, including this Friday. The regular season finale around the association is Sunday. Then, the postseason picture will be set. The play-in tournaments in each conference and how the playoffs look all around the league. So, joining us for one final time this regular season, but not for all of the NBA year is one of the best covering the sport of basketballnews.com. Evan Sidery, back live right here on this Friday on the morning after. Evan, three days remain in this regular season, but still a ton could change into this final weekend. Thank you for joining us here on TMA.
3: Absolutely, Ben. This is, I can't remember a time where it's been this wild to end the season, so I'm happy to join and cover it.
1: Evan, a storyline we have followed all year long with you, a theme we have followed all season long, how jumbled and confusing the Western Conference has been. And we will see that on full display tonight and into the final few days of this regular season. In Los Angeles tonight... The Lakers host the Phoenix Suns, the second leg of a back-to-back for Phoenix, victorious last night at home against Denver, a perfect 8-0 and with Kevin Durant. But you can see what the spread indicates here, Evan, a nine-and-a-half point number now in favor of the Lakers. Evan, how do you describe the significance of this game for Los Angeles?
3: It's huge, absolutely huge. And I think Luckily I think for the Suns part of it They're going to be helping out the Lakers a little bit tonight Because I think Kevin Durant is not going to play tonight He played 41 minutes last night Kind of a tune-up game for him to get going for the playoffs So he'll probably be sitting tonight And the line indicates that potentially more guys in that as well So it's huge for the Lakers tonight But they'll be getting a lot of help in this one With the Suns being really very much restricted Probably down to an 8-9 man rotation Letting guys rest the final few games So must win tonight for the Lakers But I like their chances tonight
1: A lot to be decided. Evan seeds five below in the Western Conference, but really one through four is pretty set right now. Phoenix has secured that fourth spot in the Western Conference. And Evan, the Lakers are more than likely going to be a play-in tournament team. There is still an opportunity for the Lakers to claim the sixth spot in the Western Conference standings, but again, more than likely a play-in tournament team. Right now, though, for Los Angeles, it's 14-1 to to win the Western Conference, the sixth Best price. And as you look at their odds, Evan, to win the NBA championship, 30 to 1. Do you think this group in Los Angeles, led by a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis, is a legitimate contender, Evan Sagadari, to win an NBA championship?
3: I'm not going to go as far and say championship. I just think the way this team's constructed, maybe give it another year of gelling, maybe get some more pieces next summer to go with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But this current version, I don't think, is a legitimate title contender. But they're a team to me sure that could shake things up in the western conference i think you could see them upset a memphis or a sacramento in the first round if it gets to that potentially make a western conference finals run because outside of phoenix has been far and away my favorite to win the west after the kevin durant trade there's a fair argument to make there Maybe the best value on the board is the Los Angeles Lakers, which I wouldn't have said a couple months ago, but the way that they're playing, Jared Vanderbilt on defense has been huge for them to go alongside Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell's getting the workload off LeBron James a little bit more. Great stylistic fits in that rotation. I think, honestly, I'd take the Lakers at that value of plus 1,400 to come out of the West as far as the best value on the board goes. And I think just stacking up the West right now, Ben, I'd say Phoenix and then maybe say Memphis and Denver. But after that, i definitely set Lakers in that top four or five mix.
1: Evan, we've talked about it here on the show today in this opening hour with Kevin Walsh about the idea of how stacked the Western Conference is and how the seed lines could play a huge factor into that path into the race for a Western Conference championship. One right now is Denver. Four is Phoenix. Five will either be the Golden State Warriors or the Clippers. So that would mean that two and three facing off against six and seven is a little bit of an easier path It would seem, we talked about Phoenix, they are the favorites right now, Evan, to win the Western Conference Championship. They are a perfect 8-0 with Kevin Durant in the lineup. KD probably not playing tonight, but the Suns have still won seven straight games. Evan, when you compare Phoenix to a team like the Lakers or other teams around the Western Conference, is there a pair you would rather have than Devin Booker and Kevin Durant entering the postseason?
3: No, certainly not, especially in the Western Conference. And Devin Booker, he's been underrated for a while as far as how good he really is. I think we're seeing alongside Kevin Durant how good of a secondary option Booker can be. But he's been carrying these Suns teams for five, six years now, putting up 25, 30 points per game on elite efficiency numbers every single year, improving. You have Kevin Durant, of course, can drop 25, 30 points on any single night if he wants to. Those two guys in half-court, slower-paced basketball in the postseason – I mean, I have a hard time betting against anyone in the Western Conference, maybe even the Eastern Conference, to even come out and beat this team four games in a seven-game series because of Devin Booker, because of Kevin Durant, and how elite this offense can be. And especially the defense, too. I just want to point out, Kevin Durant is a very underrated defender, too. Him and DeAndre Ayton in the front court is going to really bode well for them come postseason time as well.
1: So we're trying to figure out the postseason positioning in the Western Conference. Currently, right now, Sacramento is that three seed. There is a chance for the kings to catch the grizzlies but if you follow the odds tonight it does not seem very likely golden state evan is in that sixth spot in the western conference standings the dubs a nine-point favorite on the road tonight in sacramento not very far from san francisco up in northern california but still on the road where the dubs are just 9 and 30 this year evan three teams in the nba have a worse road record that would be the Detroit Pistons who have the worst record in the NBA the Houston Rockets who have the second worst record in the San Antonio Spurs the third worst record but the odds tonight say Golden State at least is going to pick up a road victory Evan how do you evaluate this matchup tonight between the Warriors and the Kings
3: I think for me when you mentioned this the number to me that's too many points especially with a Kings team that is still going to be playing their starters maybe they're limited tonight and just to prevent injuries but the Kings, like you mentioned, Ben, they still have an outside chance of the two seats, so there still is incentive for the Sacramento team to play hard tonight in this game. I do like Golden State to yeah. win in this game tonight. I know their road record is not great yeah. at all, but when you see Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green lock in for postseason time, you can't, can't really doubt them at all in this situation. So I like them on the money line tonight, but I do like the Kings to cover the spread here. In Sacramento, that— environment's gonna be super fun. I can't wait to watch postseason basketball there in Sacramento. But I like the Kings to cover tonight, the Warriors to win out right there.
1: No prompts out just yet for the Kings. It would seem, Evan, based on the odds, because Memphis is a seven and a half point road favorite tonight in Milwaukee. The Bucks are good. They're the one seed in the East. They've already clinched the league's best record and whatever potential home court advantage that could potentially be. That if the Grizzlies win tonight, it solidifies that two spot. So maybe the odds telling the story but as of right now again sacramento's a three seed golden state is the six this could be a potential postseason preview where sacramento would have that home court advantage evan we've talked about it all year long the road struggles for golden state what level of concern do you have for the dubs and their road struggles as they get ready for playoff basketball
3: I do have legit concerns with them. I think there's a lot more holes you can poke in this Warriors team than years past because Jordan Poole, who they gave over a hundred million dollar contract to has been wildly inconsistent this year. He hasn't lived up to his billing so far off the bench, fitting back into that role where he's trying to mesh alongside Curry and Clay full time. It hasn't gone well. Maybe you'll see more of it in the postseason, but that's a huge thing for me is the lack of depth for this team. I think is going to really show through in the postseason. I, I just don't like them compared to teams like, like let's say, a fully healthy Clippers team. If they get Paul George back, I think that's a legit team I would take over Golden State. Same for the Lakers, Suns, Grizzlies, Nuggets. So they're in that 6-7 range with Golden State. But, I mean, maybe it's my own thinking. Maybe it's just looking ahead a little bit. But we could be talking a month or two from now and saying, why were we against the Warriors? We've seen them so many times do this in the postseason. But I think this is a year where there's legitimate reason to concern about this Warriors team, that road record. I mean, they played a lot of their stars in those games. That's a legitimate concern in the yeah. postseason
1: nine and 30 golden state away from san francisco and the chase center golden state right now plus 350 to win the west the third best number sacramento 24 to one despite the fact the kings will hold home court advantage for their opening round postseason series evan i think it's pretty fair to say that any other team in the western conference is going to be favored in that opening round matchup against sacramento a team trying to get in To just have a shot at being a Western Conference playoff team. The Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs enter this final weekend. A half game behind OKC for the 10th spot. Out West, the fourth and final spot in the play-in tournament. Tonight at home, the Mavericks an 11-point favorite against the Chicago Bulls. Evan, look into your crystal ball. At the end of this weekend, when the regular season is done around the association, will the Dallas Mavericks be a play-in tournament team?
3: I'm going to say no, I and mean, it's simply because the schedules line up to me where if the Grizzlies do win tonight against the Bucks, which they should based off the line, based off probably Middleton and Giannis not playing tonight, they will lock in the second seed. So at that point, the Grizzlies would have no incentive to play against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday. So the Thunder would lock that in. They would lock in the 10th spot. So the Mavericks have to hope that the Thunder lose a game, and they win out. So I think the Mavericks do win out, but unfortunately the Thunder do as well. So I think the Thunder get that 10 seed, and the Mavericks are in a spot here where – it's top 10 protected that pick. If they somehow miss out on a first round pick, a lottery pick they give to the New York Knicks from that poor Zingas trade on top of it, you miss the playoffs. That's a worst case scenario for this Mavericks team where you're talking about a team that has no assets moving forward here. Kyrie Irving could walk in free agency. There's not a lot of depth on that team either. I don't know what you do to rebuild that team. If Kyrie Irving walks and you're missing out on a lottery yeah. pick, that is a disaster waiting to happen here for Dallas.
1: A disastrous second half to this season for the Dallas Mavericks. When Kyrie Irving was traded for on Sunday, February 5th, the Mavericks were plus 550, the fourth best number to win the Western Conference. That is not the case any longer. Out to the Eastern Conference, Evan, where not much is on the line this weekend except for the number six spot in the Eastern Conference standings. Miami keeping their hopes alive with a big road victory last night in Philadelphia. But it could all be for naught tonight inside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn as the Nets are a 12-and-a-half point favorite against the Orlando Magic. If Brooklyn wins this game, Evan, just outright, they clinch that sixth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So, Evan, look into your crystal ball once again. Will Brooklyn beat Orlando tonight to clinch that sixth spot out east?
3: I do, and I think they do so emphatically as well. I think the Magic we saw last night, they are in full tank mode now. They had Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner. All these guys sit out last minute last night. So I expect the same thing for them in the Barclays Center against the Brooklyn Nets. And a quick little note here on Mikael Bridges. If this trade would have happened with Kevin Durant, let's say in December, I think he's the most improved player in the NBA. His numbers since he became a Brooklyn Net have been fantastic. He's one of the best two-way wings in the NBA, averaging almost 30 points per game on elite efficiency. This is kind of what I thought we'd see throughout McHill's whole career when he had a chance to be a number one option and good for him going to Brooklyn same with Cam Johnson those two guys are perfect fits long term for a new look Nets team and that's a team really looking forward to 2023-24 I'd be buying a lot of stock into them because I think McHill Bridge is a legit all-star wing and I think Cam Johnson could be as well and they have a lot of flexibility moving forward here so I love the Nets and I love their future.
1: Mikael Bridges has scored 20 or more points in all but four games as a member of the Brooklyn Nets, pretty much averaging 27.5 points per game during his time donning that Nets uniform. Evan Sideri, enjoy the regular season finale of this NBA season. Three days left, and then we focus on the play-in tournaments into the real playoffs. It is going to be an exciting time around the association. Evan from BasketballNews.com. As always, we appreciate your time here on The Morning After
3: absolutely Ben. can't wait for a playoffs kickoff next week
1: the postseason push has begun around the association betting above the rim also starts this weekend as well our guys kevin walsh and james young together on both saturday and sunday for everything in the nba we round out the morning after on this friday up next Closing out our two hours together here, live on this Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Spiz Grizz Network, that is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens, closing out our two hours together, our week together here on the morning after, and for some, our time together here at the Sports Grid Network. So as we send you into your weekend, Master's weekend. Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia. Round number two at the 87th playing of the Masters is now underway. The regular season finale around the NBA. And, of course, more Major League, major league Baseball in store. Before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it is the true meaning of bye-bye-bye. That, the voice of John Shane i think he would be happier today sending a farewell to alex fasano faz our guy who you saw here in studio just a few moments ago earlier on in this hour you have seen his face all across the spiz grizz network for nearly five years that he has been here providing you updates and the sports grid news update at the start of every hour In the morning time and of course as our executive producer throughout the mornings our field producer on the streets of manhattan and he's been breaking down benny and the bets he always tells you take a deep breath sit back and relax as we enter the weekend and we bid adieu to alex fasano wishing him the best as well still a few more days here at the sports grid network but his final on camera appearance here on this friday to round out benny and the bets and this week so Alex Fasano you are our bye 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 a sincere farewell and thank you for all of your work shaping the direction of the sports grid network over nearly five years here even back to the FNTSY days here at the Spiz Grizz and as Faz told you his best bet a real bye 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 the Nerfie no run first inning between the Mets and the Marlins it's minus 128 have a great weekend everybody we'll be back on the morning after Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern